Hi everyone and welcome to season two episode six of Thought by the Hour. I'm your host Jill and I'm so excited that you're here. I'm going to do another Q&A session and then we are going to jump into some more of the story. Thanks for joining us. As always before every episode I want to insert a clear content warning. Some of the topics that we discuss are considered disturbing or triggering. I want you to consider this before listening any further. Some of the topics that we discuss are physical, mental, and sexual abuse, violence, trafficking, and drug use. All right, guys, I am so glad to jump into some of these questions. I want to thank everybody who has reached out, uh, whether it was on the Facebook page or through the Anchor voice messages. Um, I will include some of those in this episode. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Robbie, Samantha, Kim, Laura, Kristen, Jane, Linda, Lindsay, Marissa, Stevie, Courtney, Alex, Michelle, Emily. Thank you guys all so much for reaching out. Um, all of your guys' words of support just really mean a whole lot, and I'm really glad that you guys were able to connect with the story. One of the first questions that we're going to go over tonight um, is, she says, Hi, I was wondering what were holidays like on the track? Did Jack acknowledge them at all? Um, And he did a little bit. So your birthday was kind of the only quote unquote holiday (laughs) that was really got any recognition or special treatment. Um, And even then it was not always. (laughs) Um, When it comes to like traditional holidays, um, for the most part, it was actually just that your minimums were increased. Um, holidays seem to be bigger, uh, sales days, especially for underground things like drugs and sex. (laughs) So, um, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, especially 4th of July, um, even holidays such as sporting events like Super Bowls, World Series, um, those things were all, you were expected to make more money than usual, um, just because of the tourism and things and, um, for whatever reason, Christmas is really busy, uh, for prostitutes and so is Thanksgiving and New Year's. So, um, there wasn't really any special anything, um, but, you know, there were some times that the girls and I did exchange gifts, uh, for Christmas that, that happened one time one year, um, but, yeah, unfortunately, that was kind of it for the holidays. It was just, you were expected to make more money. Um, one of the other, so I had someone who sent in um, multiple questions. Um, so one of the first questions was, have you ever wanted to report people that were in the circle? Um, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yes, I've always wanted to report people. Sometimes you just have to make, uh, you know, more strategic moves And so, um, I unfortunately am not at a liberty to discuss all of those sorts of things, but a lot of people have reached out with concern, wondering why Jack was free still, or if Jack was going to be arrested. And, um, I just want to ensure everyone that that is being handled appropriately. (laughs) And that's kind of all I can say about that. Um, one of the other things was, do you still think of some of the girls that you met during the three years? And I do for sure. There was one girl that was there for, with me for a very extended period of time. Um, we got really close while we were together. Um, 
she got out before I did. And so she was kind of able to get her life uh, restarted-ish, you know, as much as you can come back from this. She has. Um, we don't talk very often. It's harder to talk now that we're both out just because um, the only thing we have in common is is super traumatic. And so it's hard to relate on other levels and, and not have that be part of our conversation. And it's just not really something that either of us want to reminisce about a whole lot. <laughs> and so um, it's it's been... It's been weird, um, but I, I wish her the best. And, and any of the girls that I came into contact with, there was really only one that I was there with for um, a, a good length of time that I formed a relationship with. <clears throat> um, the next question is, did you have favorite men that would come to you? Um, <laughs> I didn't have favorite men um, in a physical way. There was nobody that I physically like enjoyed uh that that I looked forward to them that way there were certain clients that I knew paid a large sum of money um and I was always excited when they called because <laughs> the with having a daily minimum um it didn't really matter how many clients you saw as long as you made the amount of money so if I could get most of my money done in one person that was always the goal <laughs> so um I did have there was one guy who came um, to see me as a trick. Um, he paid me for the appointment and then decided that he did not want to have sex. He just wanted to sit and talk. Um, and him and I did end up becoming friends. Uh, he paid me regularly to just come sit and hang out. Um, but that was probably the closest to a trick that I had like as a friend. Um, I had some pretty honest conversations with him. He was a really nice guy. I think he was just lonely. <laughs> he was a younger gentleman. Um, so, and then the last question from this listener was, were most of the men that came to see you smaller than usual? Um, and I'm assuming that she means um, <laughs> in their genitalia. Uh, and no, no, that actually had nothing to do with it. Um, there were... Don't get me wrong, a lot of old guys with tiny wieners that, you know, were just creepy and gross. But there were lots of young, attractive, well-endowed men that, um, for whatever reason, would just rather pay for it. Or they wanted stuff that was too weird, that their girlfriend wouldn't do it, so they had to pay somebody if they wanted that experience. Um all different kind of stuff like that. It wasn't really though. Um, it, a lot of people though, I think that is a common misconception. They think that it's all just guys that can't get sex and that's not true. I had a lot of businessmen that would just tell me they just don't have time. They don't have time for dating and girlfriends and a relationship. They just want to have sex and get off and go back to work. And it's just easier this way. There's less mess, less drama, less trying to, you know, pick someone up at a bar. <laughs> and so, um, I think that's part of the, the problem is there are so many girls available for services like this, whether willing or not, that it has become a convenience to just have sexual desires delivered to your doorstep. So one of the last questions that we're going to go over today was um, a listener asked, 
what did your day-to-day nutrition look like? What did you physically have access in terms of food and day-to-day necessities, like access to healthcare and shelter? Which that is a really great question. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, That really gives me some direction on what you guys want to know. So if you guys also are looking to submit questions, like please, I will take any questions. Um, I will answer you back uh, via however you contact me. Um, and then you can also look forward to hearing your question in a future episode. Um, so, but to answer this question, so day-to-day nutrition wise, um, and this is something I kind of, I don't know if I mentioned it before or not, but Jack, um, was very specific that, so we were not allowed to eat meat. Um, he felt like it was just unhealthy and unclean. Uh, we were allowed to have seafood minimally. Um, it was, <laughs> I did lose a lot of weight. I lost, I lost quite a bit of weight while I was with Jack, um, which only, you know, furthered all of my body issues and self-confidence problems, but <laughs> we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> um, but for the most part, we were, um, once we were, you know, out on the track and moving around at hotels and stuff, we kind of got to buy whatever we wanted for food. He didn't super monitor everything, but he did monitor your weight. So he knew if you were cheating and buying stuff and eating stuff that you shouldn't. Um, on top of that, whenever you bought food for yourself, that came out of the money that you made for the day. So, um, you know, it took away from what you had to put towards your minimum. So there were a lot of days that I would wait until I had met my minimum to eat because I didn't want a chance being short um, for a cheeseburger (laughs) because I did cheat and eat cheeseburgers sometimes. (laughs) Um, There were certain restaurants in like Long Island that I would break the rules for because they were just so good. when it comes to like healthcare and shelter, it was really hit or miss. You had to really be in a situation for him to be willing to seek healthcare for you, like bleeding or dying or both. <laughs> um, I He did take me to a dentist one time because I had a wisdom tooth that got infected. And so he did take me to have that removed and paid cash for it. He held it over my head and made me feel like crap for it, but he did take me. Um, Shelter-wise, it was either hotels or the basement, or um, there was lots of sleeping in the car. Um, He would just park the car in a random street and tell you to lay your seat back, and then he would get out and lock it with the remote, so you were locked inside. Um, And you couldn't get out, or the alarm would go off. And I don't know where he would go. I don't even, I mean, he would just park on like random streets and just get out and walk away. So I guess we were near a friend's house or something. I'm not sure. But um, it was, it was, you never knew if you, um, if you got in trouble, then you had to sleep in the car. He wouldn't get you a hotel room. If you didn't make enough money the night before, then you had to sleep in the car. Um, If he just didn't feel like paying for a hotel room, he, then you had to sleep in the car. (laughs) So it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of consistency. Um, There was never really like a rhyme or reason. It was kind of just whatever he felt like. And that was, I think, part of the control and the manipulation was never knowing 
what you were going to get um, and just having to be on your best behavior all the time, just in case you might be losing something he nice he thought about doing. <laughs> um, but it was uh, definitely not, not what uh, you see on Pretty Woman. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this Q&A episode. I am loving all the questions that are being sent in. Um, I am going to be recording some more episodes that are specifically about my story and my experience with Jack and my time while I was there. Um, I've had lots of people writing in asking for more details and I would love to give that to you guys. As always, if you could please share this podcast with your friends and your family, um, you can go to anchor.fm slash bought by the hour or you can find us on Facebook. Facebook at Bob by the Hour, um, and we would love for you to follow us. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>